The most important relationship that you have in your life is the one that you have with yourself. The way you treat yourself, the way you think about yourself, it either makes you feel really, really good about yourself and your life, or it kind of makes you feel like you're failing or like you're an imposter, like you have to prove yourself. In today's podcast, I'll share with you what a healthy relationship with yourself looks like and what a not-so-healthy relationship with yourself looks like and share some of the challenges that women face when they try to let go of all the self-doubt and the negative self-talk. You ready? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Ambitious and Balanced Working Mom Podcast, the place for women who want to balance their ambitious career goals with their life as a mom. If you're looking to feel more confident, decisive, and productive at both work and home, then this is the place for you. I'm your host, Rebecca Olson. Let's get to it. Hey, working moms. This is the 52nd episode of this podcast. (laughs) I just... I'm so blown away and excited for all of the things that have happened here over the last year. It's just something to celebrate. I love, I love, I love everything that is happening in the ambitious and balanced working mom community. I love hearing from you all. This podcast has reached tens of thousands of working moms and been downloaded thousands and thousands of times. It is just so amazing. I love it so much. Thank you for being a part of my community and this community. You matter. And I love all of you out there that are listening right now. So just a little warm hug from me to you as we celebrate this milestone in this podcast. I have a very important episode today and I want to jump right into it because this topic is an important one. And it's one that I speak with pretty much every single one of my clients about. So I'm really excited to bring it to you and to really start to break it down in this podcast and likely in subsequent podcasts too. So I jumped off a call today with a working mom that is in my Ambitious and Balanced Working Moms Collective. That's my group coaching program where I teach five steps to work-life balance. And we do a weekly group coaching call. And I just got off that call and I was coaching a woman that was really struggling with negative self-talk. This is such a common struggle for women. And it is such a big part of the coaching that I do, both with my one-on-one clients and those that are inside the collective, because the way you think about yourself affects everything in life. It has a trickle down to absolutely everything. I tell my clients that the most important relationship they have in their life is the one they have with themselves. And I like to use the analogy of a relationship because I think it paints a really clear picture for our brain around something that otherwise kind of feels very intangible. Now, I'm going to talk about this a little bit in the extreme. So I don't intend for this to be triggering to anyone, but I do apologize in advance and kind of give you a warning that the language that I'm using here might feel a little triggering. And so I do apologize, but I think it really helps paint a clear picture for what we're talking about here. I want you to imagine that you're in an emotionally abusive relationship. You're with a partner that doesn't believe in you, that is always pointing out things that you're doing wrong, that's telling you that you're fat, 
that's criticizing everything from your clothes that you're wearing to the way that you cook to the way that you interact with your kids. Even when you come home from work with something that you've achieved that day, something that you might be proud of, you share it, they find a way to tear it down, to tell you that you're not good enough, that you could have done better. I want you to really imagine being in that type of borderline abusive relationship, but I would call it like a very toxic relationship. How would you feel in a relationship like that? For me, as I imagine that, I would feel torn down. I'd have a lack of self-confidence. My self-image would probably be very questioned. I would be exhausted. I would be in constant questions and doubts of myself. I'd feel belittled, maybe even a little undervalued or worthless at times. Now, I want to juxtapose that with an image of a relationship with someone that loves you unconditionally. I want you to imagine that, being in a relationship with somebody that always has your best interest at heart, that believes in you even when you don't believe in yourself, that is always thinking about how amazing you are and how lucky they are to be with you, where they feel like they just won the jackpot when they married with you and they feel that way every single day. It's not like they don't see your flaws. It's just that they don't define you by them and they don't mind them. How would you feel in a relationship like that? For me, I'd feel really good. I'd feel really good about myself. I'd feel confident, adequate, supported, loved, valued. Now I'm curious, how would you describe your relationship with yourself? I want you to think about it like a spectrum where one end of the spectrum is the harsh, negative side, the borderline abusive, very toxic side. And then the other side is a completely loving, accepting, supportive relationship with yourself. Where are you on that spectrum? I know a lot of women that would describe their relationship with themselves sort of like the first, where it feels like they're being almost emotionally whipped all of the time, but by their own thoughts about themselves. And most of the time, they don't even realize it until we really start talking about it. Just like when you're in a really toxic relationship, sometimes it can be really hard to see it, to realize it. And our goal, whether that's just right here in this podcast or if we work together one-on-one or when you join the collective, it's to move you out of the unhealthy, toxic relationship that you have with yourself or at least the parts of that relationship with yourself that are that way and into a healthy one. And the reason for this, and this is a really important piece of it, Because if you're not bought into why we're doing it and to see the effects of the relationship that you have on yourself, if it sort of seems like a good idea to have a better relationship with yourself, like you know that you shouldn't be all that critical of yourself, but you aren't really aware of how toxic it is, if you're not really bought into why you should be having a more positive relationship with yourself, then you probably won't ever make the effort to change. So again, I know this can feel a little bit triggering to talk about toxic, emotionally abusive relationships, but if you've ever been in one or had someone close to you that has been in one, two of my very close dear friends have been in very terrible toxic relationships, it can be hard to get out of it because when you're in it, you don't like to admit that you're in it and you oftentimes downplay the toxicity of it for lots of reasons we do that, that we don't really have to overanalyze here. I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not going to go into why that happens. But so often when you're in toxic relationships with other people, it's hard to even see that you're in that relationship and thus that you even want to get out of it. But if you're in a relationship with yourself that's on the unhealthy side of the spectrum, you have to want 
to get out of it. You have to want to change that relationship. And I hear women say, you know, all the time, oh, I know I shouldn't be so hard on myself. I know I should believe in myself more. I I know I struggle with confidence, but they don't make any steps to change it. There's almost this kind of, well, that's just the way I am sort of acceptance, but you always have an option to get out of a toxic relationship with yourself or anyone for that matter. But you always have an option to get out of a toxic relationship with yourself and to start moving towards something more kind, more compassionate, loving, and supportive. And here is why it is so important to have that kind of relationship with yourself. There is a direct correlation between the thoughts that you have about yourself, how you feel, and what you do in response to that. Let me give you a scenario. I want you to imagine that you have a presentation coming up. And as you're walking into that presentation, the relationship you have with yourself is on the severely negative side. And so as you're walking in, you're telling yourself things like, oh, I'm not really prepared. What I prepared isn't really good enough. They probably aren't even going to like me. Oh, I don't look good in this outfit. I'm not even sure if I'm the right person to be giving this presentation. Somebody else probably could have done a better job. I'm not a very good public speaker. Oh, I hate this part of my job. Okay, I want you to imagine walking into that presentation with all of those thoughts. How do you think you would be feeling? Doubtful, inadequate, uncertain. Certainly, there'd be a lack of confidence. When you're feeling those things and you're thinking that way, how do you think it's going to go? You think you're going to nail it? Of course you wouldn't. You can't be doing your best work when you're feeling inadequate and you're telling yourself, I'm not good at this. Now, I want you to imagine that same presentation, but the thoughts that you have going in are, oh, I'm so good at this. This is some of my best work. People love to hear me speak. This is like one of my favorite parts of my job. I am the exact right person to be doing this. How would you feel if you were thinking those thoughts? Confident? Adequate? Valuable? Maybe even a little bit arrogant, but kind of in a good way? (laughs) How do you think that presentation would go? Now, of course, it may not go flawlessly, but you certainly are setting yourself up to be immensely more successful than in the first scenario. The difference here isn't in your skill set or even in your preparation. It's in your thoughts. The things that you believe about yourself and your abilities, that is your self-talk. That is the relationship that you have with yourself. There is a direct correlation between what you believe about yourself, how you feel about yourself, and what comes out of you. I find it fascinating why some of us want to stay in this toxic relationship with ourselves. Because there's no question that for most of us, it's a comfortable place to be because it is what we know. It's the way we know how to interact with us. And that feels very comfortable to us. What I like to ask my clients when I'm having this conversation with them about letting go of this negative self-talk, I ask them, what do you fear will happen if you were to drop it right now? Just let go of all of the negative self-talk. If you were to really drop it in this instant, what do you fear? And almost every single woman I have coached through this says, fear that I won't be as successful. I won't be as high achieving. I'll be stagnant. I'll stop growing. I want you to sit with that for a moment because maybe your brain believes this too. If you believe that you will become stagnant and less successful in life, if you let go 
of the negative self-talk, then you're probably never going to do it. If we go back to the relationship analogy, if you're in a toxic relationship, but you believe that if you left, you would be single forever. If you believed that this partner that you're with is the best that you could ever get, then you probably would stay. It's kind of the same thing here. If you believed that that negative self-talk was essential to moving you forward and to being successful, then you're probably not going to let it go. The image that often comes to mind when I think about this is like a horse whip. You know, a jockey uses a whip to get a horse to run faster, you know, to kick it into gear. It's through the pain and the discomfort of that whip that the horse moves faster. For many high-achieving, ambitious women, that negative self-talk is their whip. It's what they believe they need, not consciously. You know, most women don't know this very consciously that they're believing this. But when we start to really strip down their thoughts, they realize that the reason they struggle with letting go of their negative self-talk and letting go of how highly critical they are of themselves and letting go of that feeling of like being an imposter and why they continue to lack confidence and doubt themselves, the reason they can't break that pattern is because deep down, they really believe that they need the whip in order to get ahead, that it's essential in getting them further in life and it has been essential in getting them this far. Now, if this is you, whether it's just a little bit or a lot, and it is a lot of us out there, here's what I want you to think about. A whip is only one way to stay motivated and ambitious, but it's not the only way. I also know that when you feel genuinely motivated and are successful, when you're feeling really proud about something that you've accomplished, really good about the work that you've done and yourself, that you continue to feel motivated and successful. Success sort of begets more success. Positivity begets more positivity. This is one of the reasons why positive reinforcement is such a good parenting strategy, because when we reinforce with our kids the things that they're doing well, they feel really good about themselves and they want to continue to feel good about themselves. And so they continue to do that positive behavior. But it doesn't just work on our kids. It works on us as adults too. But for some reason, as we get older, we start to think that in order to really push ourselves, we have to be highly aware and critical of what we do poorly and what we do wrong and our weaknesses in order to get better. And I'm not denying that that is one way. It is just not the only way. You for sure can keep that whip. (laughs) You can have a relationship with yourself that is very harsh, where you feel very doubtful and where you feel like an imposter and where you lack confidence. And you can continue to push yourself towards your goals and successes in that way. But I want you to know that that way is optional. You can choose to be in a different relationship with yourself where there is more love and support and belief, and you could still be ambitious, but you have to decide that you want that. You have to tell your brain, hey, there's another way, and I choose that. Now, here's what I want all of you to do this week. I want you to take an evaluation of your relationship with yourself. I want you to get really honest about where you are at in the spectrum. So the first question I want you to ask is, on a scale from one to 10, one being the borderline abusive, toxic relationship, and 10 being you have an amazingly loving and self-compassionate and supportive relationship with yourself, 
I want you to rate where you're at in that spectrum. And then why you would rate yourself that way. You know, why would you rate it as high as you rated it? Why would you rate it as low as you rated it? What are your reasons? And then the second question I want you to answer is what would being at a 10 look like to you? I want you to get really, really specific. I want you to actually paint a picture for your brain around what being at a 10 looks like. Like you have to be able to see it. I want you to envision everyday life being at a 10 And what is that? What looks different about that life than the life you have today? That's question number two. Then question number three is, do you want that? Why or why not? And I want you to be really honest with yourself. Do you want that? And then question number four, if you were to be at that 10, what do you fear? And again, you're the only one that is evaluating this. Get honest with yourself. What do you really fear? Most people, their first answer is, oh my gosh, it would be great to drop all of that imposter syndrome and to feel really confident and so forth. Yes, it would feel really good. But usually the roadblock in actually having that is fear of some kind. So what is that fear to you? Do you fear in what I talked about here today? Do you fear not being ambitious anymore? Do you fear that you'll be arrogant? Do you fear that you will be lazy? You know, what is that for you? And get really honest with yourself. And then what is currently getting in the way of you making progress toward that 10. And then the last question here is, what do you need in order to make progress? I'll put all of those questions in the show notes for you because I know for many of you, you're probably listening while you're making dinner or you're driving or commuting or you're with your kids or whatever. So I'm going to put those questions in the show notes. But I want you to carve out some time to really answer these questions for yourself. If you're looking for a space to work on this, If you truly want to make progress towards a 10, you want to learn a different way, a way of self-compassion and self-trust, you want to be ambitious and you want to be successful and you want to be kind to yourself. If you want that, I can help. I would love to connect with you on a free call where we can talk about your specific challenges and then create a customized plan for you to overcome that negative self-talk and go after the things that you want in your life, the ambitions that you have, the goals that you have, but with peace and with love and with joy and with ease. So you can schedule that free call by going to www.rebeccaolsoncoaching.com forward slash book. And of course, I will put that in the show notes as well. But ladies, I want you to know that I do not care where you have come from your successes, or your failures in life. I don't care how much money you've made. I don't care if you still live with your parents. I don't care if you work at McDonald's. I don't care if you struggle with being angry at your kids. You are loved. You are valuable. You have so much to offer this world, your family, and your community. You are worthy of all of the goodness and the positive thoughts. You are worthy of joy and a relationship with yourself that is fully supportive and loving. I want you to believe in that this week. All right, Working Moms, let's get to it. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. If you want to learn how to shut down your computer and your work brain at the exact time that you want, I invite you to sign up for my free training, The Secret to Ending Your Workday at 5 p.m. By the end of this class, you will learn how to stop scrolling and fully engage with your kids, even at the end of a long work day. You'll learn what it takes to stop working at the time that you want, no matter your job. And most importantly, how to calm your mind and all of the constant to-dos going on in your head. 
I will drop a link to the free training in the show notes where you can sign up. And Working Moms, I'll see you next week.